0: Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Harbor Compliance. Harbor Compliance provides services and software to help nonprofits and businesses maintain compliance with federal, state, and local government licensing requirements. Check today's show notes for a link to get a free online fundraising compliance guide or visit harborcompliance.com to learn more. We're back with another special edition of Cause Talk Radio in which we feature a deep dive conversation with one of this year's Halo Award winners. This episode features the silver winner for the consumer activated corporate donation category, a PopSockets initiative called Poptivism. I'm joined today by Jennifer Foreman, Director of Poptivism and Corporate Citizenships with PopSockets. We discuss what this program's all about, how it began, why PopSockets decided to entrust its community to create their own custom designs, and where this program is headed in the future. All right, I'm very excited to be joined today by Jennifer Foreman with PopSockets. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to CosDoc Radio.
1: Hi, Megan. Oh, and I can see David, too. Uh, thank you for having me. I Anything that happens with uh, EFG, Engage for Good, I'm always excited to participate in. Amazing. I feel like I'm, I'm with well, my people.
0: You are with your people. Well, congratulations yes, yes. on your Halo Award win. Very, very exciting. Would you start us off today, Jennifer, by just telling our audience and our listeners who you are and what you do at PopSockets?
1: Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I would love to. I am responsible for uh, all of PopSocket's social impact programs, our corporate philanthropy, employee volunteering, and I also work in a really uh, close and integrated way with uh, our supply chain around sustainability initiatives and goal setting there, HR on diversity and inclusion initiatives. And then I'm responsible for all corporate communications in those areas that touch really anything that falls under the corporate social responsibility pillars that we have.
0: So needless to say, you've been a little busy lately, probably.
1: It's been a pretty intense week, as it it should be, I think, not just uh, for companies, but for individuals in figuring out how we're going to go forward uh, with where we are in the world right now.
0: Indeed, indeed. And we can have a whole separate podcast to talk about yes. that. But here today, we are here to talk about your Halo award-winning campaign. Um, PopSockets Poptivism Initiative won the Silver Award in the Consumer Activated Corporate Donation category. Can you tell us what Poptivism is to g- g- set the stage for our conversation today?
1: Yeah, I, I can. It really is very simple on the face of it. We invite our customers, our employees, anyone who would like to, to submit their own pop grip design. And I think familiar with oh, that, do you have pop one? grip. Yeah. We'll put it on a pop grip. It'll go online and we give 50% of all sales. So that's not proceeds or profits, 50% of the sale will go to whatever charity they choose. And so right now we have about 360 charity partners from which they can choose. Uh, And then every day we take customer submissions for more charities. So each week we load a few more on. And our idea is that just like with our brand, it's all about self-expression. And we want to encourage people to activate for the causes that they care about.
0: So, how did Poptivism get started? Like, how did, where did this idea come from and when did it start?
1: Well, our founder and CEO, uh, David Barnett, who created this little, what he calls a little life changer, uh, he always intended to use a product and the profits for good. And so he feels that people can have more philanthropic impact by leveraging the capitalist system and using profits to drive change. And he thought, well, we have this super popular product, and so why can't we invite people to use it for good and really, you know, load some power into this puppy and get it out there making change in the world? And so, um, you know, I mentioned the the self expression piece and. Writing checks is great. I mean, definitely, it's a it's a powerful thing that you can do to make change in the world, but it doesn't necessarily engage your customer. And so through Poptivism, we're trying to pull those customers in to, to take action and become activists. Uh, and then once they get their grip uploaded, they can really become philanthropists and, and entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, we just let them use our platform.
0: Well, and that kind of strikes me as very brave. I, I, there are a lot of brands out there that would not allow their customers and their community free reign to put whatever design they want on your product. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Was that like a sticking point where people were like, "Wait, but what if they put inappropriate things? And what if it's not something we would like? Like, what? How? How did that conversation yeah. go? And how are you? Have you had to deal with that? Were people putting like? Super inappropriate things on a pop socket.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, those were those were uh, really important conversations in the beginning as the program was being developed, and so we decided that these products would sit in a separate place on the website. They they don't get pulled in with our regular online catalog of designs that we're producing uh, and selling at, at full price. So these designs, although fully accessible from our homepage, you can get through to the Poptivism uh, portion of our. Of our website, um, they sit in a different spot. They're searchable in a different way. And then what we've done is put in a, a gatekeeper mechanism. And so every design that comes in first has to come through the gatekeeper to make sure that it's a positive message and that it's really in keeping with our brand standards and is something that we feel is going to be okay for the charity that it's associated with. And so we're, you know, on average, our customers really have done. A terrific job of thinking about their designs and being really creative with their submissions. Um, but I have to tell you that when we first launched uh, that very first week, because there's a big technical back end for this program and um, the gatekeeping function didn't work. And so some oh, no. really interesting things were flowing in, and we didn't have our design guidelines in a really accessible spot. I mean, you know, it's the you learn a lot in that first week. (laughs) And so always I have a soft spot for, uh, ASPCA and, uh, breast cancer research foundation. They, they had a sense of humor and they were very patient with us and, um, they got to see a lot of interesting things, but I think, uh, that's been something we've worked on throughout, uh, the past year is giving our customers a lot of good design advice. That's easily accessible. And, um, working on honing what what is gonna make a good poptivism grip on the site.
0: Oh um Jennifer, what you what would you say are the most successful ways that you've promoted Poptivism to potential Poptivists, uh people on your platform that could maybe use this for the cause that they care the most about.
1: A lot of peas, isn't it? its <laughs> it is a
0: lot of puppy peas and pop sockets poptivism.
1: Pop socket pop my poptivists. We are We started the program for the first two months, uh, starting in November 2018. It was open just to a select group of influencers that we had worked with. And so... We did not ask those influencers to promote a certain cause or or give them a design. We really wanted this to be authentic. And so we asked them, would you like to do this? And what cause would you like to support? Where would you like the 50% of of all the grip sales to go? And then what design best represents you or your cause? Uh, and, And tell us why. And as some of those first videos rolled in from those influencers, it was so touching. Um, They were very vulnerable about their life stories and where they had been and why the cause was meaningful to them. And so I think that first 60 days um, was very powerful in in getting their audiences to look at what they were doing and that they had full freedom, full authenticity, uh, you know, with their own uh, mini poptivism campaign. And so it was at that point that we opened it up to the public and, and said, hey, you know, you've seen these uh, influencers working and these celebrities and these activists working on these, and now you can too.
0: What would you say has been the most communicate, most effective communication channel for you to get new Poptivists on? Is it people that follow those influencers being like, oh, that's cool. I can do my own. Or is it social? Is it an email list? Like what's what's been the most effective channel for you to get the word out about Poptivism?
1: It's different for different groups, but I do think influencers is probably the strongest uh, marketing we have in terms of inviting new influencers in. So we recently worked with uh, both St. Jude and Breast Cancer Research Foundation. They brought their own influencers to the table. And so I think this this might work for our gamers. And, you know, that was an area that we hadn't really been um, focused on. And it was new to us. I think it was new to them. Uh, but these gamers, they were fantastic. They came up with great designs and and they were passionate about what it was they were representing, whether it be for St. Jude or um, BCRF. And so, you know, sales were pretty good. I think that it was a pretty successful campaign. They would both say that. But what it did, uh, and, and I'm really proud of this, is it Open the door for a whole bunch of gamers to find out about the program and start submitting designers for their cause. Some of them were the same, some of them were different. And I think for the charities themselves, that level of engagement uh, from one of your supporters to, to go out of their way to, to do something for you and to talk about it is a deeper. Connection, uh, than just getting someone to make the purchase or to, um, to make a donation. So I, we're, we're proud of that. And I, I believe, uh, and maybe they'll chime in. I believe that those, those charities are pleased with the results as well.
0: That's fantastic. Well, and it also strikes me that you're really empowering people. I mean, it's it's one thing to promote something that somebody else has designed or created. It's quite another to promote something that you've had a hand in creating. So I think that's one of the beauties of Poptivism. Um, so kudos to you for, you know, being a little brave and going out on a limb and allowing people to to do that.
1: It really is. We hope that it is their own product and then it turns into their own campaign.
0: How much has PopSockets donated to nonprofit organizations so
1: far? Oh, well, I'm excited about this one. So we surpassed this spring. We surpassed a million dollars uh, through through the Popdivism program, and then over the past uh, six years as a company, it's really a, a very young company. Uh, we are now uh, just over three million, and then I think uh, after this. We've done some special uh, campaigns around COVID nineteen and uh, for racial justice. I think we'll start getting closer up to three point five million. Some of that is is product and product donations where that can be leveraged. Uh, A lot of it is cash, and um, the bulk of it is from cause marketing. Certainly, all the popdivism donations are through cause marketing.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Harbor Compliance. Did you know that 41 states currently require nonprofits to register to solicit their residents and that once registered, nonprofits must report regularly to each state to maintain good standing? Well, what qualifies a solicitation, you might ask? Many states consider online fundraising activities such as email, website donate now buttons, peer-to-peer fundraising, and social media crowdfunding campaigns to be solicitations. Harbor Compliance can help with deep industry expertise, providing turnkey solutions to clients of every size in every state and from 25 countries, Harbor Compliance empowers nonprofits to focus on their missions and businesses to focus on their bottom line. Check today's show notes for a link to get a free online fundraising compliance guide or visit harborcompliance.com to learn more. Um, What would you say, because I think part of this too, um, in order for something like this to be successful is it's not only you allowing people to create their own designs, it's also them going out and then selling these designs, right? Like on the causes slash your behalf. So what organizations have been most successful in selling their cause-focused pop sockets to their own community? Like what are they doing that's working?
1: You know, I gave the two examples of uh, St. Jude and BCRF Coming to us with influencers, uh, Red Nose Day did the same thing. They came to us with with influencers, and and that red nose that looks perfect pop grip That's shape also, yeah. <laughs> yep. that worked well. I think you know our customers are naturally drawn to animals, and uh, they do well. They're they're drawn to environmental causes, and so they actively look for those on the site. Those organizations don't have to. Work is hard, maybe if you if you call it that, or or I just say we've seen some really great social media campaigns come out where there isn't necessarily, and we never expect any nonprofit to put out a call to action uh, because you can't be asking your customer as a charity to go purchase something. But where they've advertised this opportunity, or they've told a pop a story, or um, they've they've shown some of the. The grip designs that are available, uh, those social media engagements have worked really well. I think that has, um, has allowed people to just click and purchase, and they, they can make the connection. If it comes from the charity, they make the connection that it supports the charity. So I know early on, uh, Food Corps actually put it right into their newsletter. They had a little article in their newsletter, and that link is still one of the most popular links that ever went out in terms of generating wow. uh, sales and donations for them.
0: So does PopSockets feature certain designs or charities? And if so, how does that work? Like, are you saying like, it's it's October, this is for Susan G. Komen or whatever?
1: Yeah, uh, we try. We try every week to put out uh, a new charity feature and to talk about it and share with our customers the charities that we are partnered with and figuring out which charities they're gonna be. I mean, it's really, I don't think, a joke to say they're all my favorite. And they're all my favorite, <laughs> all because your favorite I, children. I read their missions and I really feel what it is that that they're doing on the ground. And um and I wanna be able to share everyone, but a lot of factors go into being able to promote something uh, on social media or on our website. And so when we do a highlight, we have to think about what our customers love and what they're what they're drawn to what they're going to be excited about um the quality of designs that are available because if we're going to push it out uh we really do need some strong designs that uh that customers can respond well to and then often the availability of a pop store you know did someone uh submit something do they have a really interesting background we had uh we had a woman who uh, had a, a very young, actually, while she was pregnant, have a, a, had a double mastectomy, and it took years for her emotionally, I think, to heal from that. She had uh, mastectomy tattoos done, and it changed her her outlook. it changed she says it changed her life. And so you know she did one based on that tattoo and shared it. That's a really interesting story to be able to tell and, and to say in October why uh, she was doing this. And, and that's something that we would want to share. And so also we're looking at what's happening in society and what's on people's minds. And so we want to provide them with a tool um, that they can support. You know, certainly uh, right now, racial injustice is on everyone's mind. And so we want to be there and share that we have a way for you to be able to help uh, as a customer and, and even as a, a, as a retailer.
0: Since you brought it up, do you want to talk about your Black Lives Matter pop socket?
1: I, we, we don't actually have a Black Lives Matter pop socket, I <laughs> have to, to say, because we partnered with Know Your Rights Camp. Uh, this is a phenomenal organization. Uh, for those of you who, who don't know what they do, their, their mission is to create the next generation of Black and Brown leaders by empowering them to know their legal rights and to better understand uh, access to financial systems. These trainings go on, uh, mainly with youth in different cities around the country. And so they have a fund to uh, support peaceful protest, but also really to educate and hopefully start to shift some of this systemic change. Um, So we created a, a free grip I can't breathe, grip, and we did that for activists. Uh, we we sent that out. We've sent out about fifty thousand so far for those who wish to have it. Um, with Know Your Rights Camp, we have uh, primarily brought in designs from our staff, and so oh, I could just get emotional thinking about it. The staff felt so strongly. Um, that so far, I think we have about 25 who've become populists for this cause. And oh, they wow. put oh, a thing wow. on a grip and they've made a personal statement about why this is important to them. And these grips are just starting to go on sale and we're donating 100% of the proceeds. Uh, sorry, not proceeds, sale. 100% of the sale. Because <laughs> there is such a, 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 a differentiation distinction. there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, to know your rights camp. And uh, we hope that we can make a difference that way.
0: Oh, that's phenomenal. And it, you know, it just, it's especially right now, it's an interesting thing that a pop socket is such a small little thing. But when it's on your phone and you are carrying it with you at all times, like it really is like a little teeny mini billboard for things that you believe in and or a conversation starter. So who knew this small little thing could be such a such a powerful social signal um, and, again, conversation starter. So I think it's really it's really powerful. Very simple, but very powerful.
1: Well, we had hoped to be able to. Uh, it's It's really in line with our giving to support the activists that are protesting and so we had hoped to take what was on their signs and allow them to have that with them at all times uh and i think um yeah i can't breathe has become such a rallying cry for change uh and there's controversy around that phrase itself uh but we did get a a lot of orders in um well, like I mentioned, about fifty thousand orders for people who do want to use it uh, for for hopefully all the right reasons, and uh, and we'll see how it goes. You know, I think every day that goes by uh, now, over the past week, we learn more, and uh, what we know today is not the same thing that we know we'll know tomorrow. Uh, and so, you know, I hope that our first step was was okay, uh, but we need to continue making steps in that direction and be really committed to change, I think, both inside and uh, and outside of our company.
0: Thinking back over the entire Poptivism experience, what would you say have you been your personal top lessons learned from being involved in the creation of this program? Like, If you had to go do it all over again, what would you do differently?
1: I, there are so many things, but, but, uh, but the big ones, the really big sure. ones. I, you know, and I, I believe a lot of my uh, CSR and corporate citizenship colleagues <laughs> will say the same thing and agree with this, is that these amazing big ideas, they tend to have a really long tail for implementation, and so there's a huge team push in the beginning to get all the tech work done and the program launched. and you know, and I'm sure as many of our charity partners know, we continue to have technical glitches behind the scenes here and there. So it takes. A lot of ongoing resources to, to correspond with all of our Poptivists and to support our charities through the process. And you have to advocate to have enough resources to be able to support something like this and sustain it. Long after that big idea is launched and and a lot of the company moves on to other urgent product uh, projects, you need to be able to make sure that you can hold this up and do well. The last thing you ever want to do is lose trust among your poptivists or or among your charity partners, who we just uh, you know are really respectful uh, of what it is that they do, and we're here to help them. And so the other piece, though, that I do want to mention, I feel we haven't done a good job with yet, is is sharing what's happened. All this money has come through. These people have submitted designs and um the the money has been received by the charities and we have now you know 70,000 trees have been planted and orphan elephants are being protected foster kids are getting the opportunity to purchase new clothes for the first time in two years and all these incredible things are happening and I would like to do a better job of sharing that back with, with the folks who, who made that happen. I think those are important messages to receive and to close the loop. It doesn't end at the time of the sale. It doesn't end at the time of the donation. I think it ends, you need to go the full loop. It ends when you get back to the person who, who had the intention of making the difference. And so we hope, you know, always i say if i had 10 more staff members i could talk about that that's <laughs> what i would do yeah that's fantastic yeah. yeah
0: um jennifer how much of a business driver is poptivism for pop is, is this something that your leadership team looks at and is like hey this is helping us grow our business and attract new customers and increase our loyalty like do you have any you know things that you point to um when you're reminding people how important poptivism is um, <laughs> from the sales perspective that you, t- you tend to pull out
1: yeah I think you know in, in some ways we may have gone backwards this this program is it's a labor of love it comes from uh, someone's heart to want to make a positive difference and so then we had to look back and start to put some some kpis around it you know what is it that we really want to achieve we know we want to do good but but what do we want to happen and so that data has been a little slow to come out. But what we can say is we know our cart sizes when it includes a a poptivism grip are up. People stay longer on those uh, website pages. And we find that a lot of our uh, social media feedback and when our customers uh, post that they have a poptivism grip is very, very positive. So we're seeing we're seeing good things happen, but I don't know that we have, uh, in the 14 months that this has been active, a really great sense of how it's changed the business. Um, we use it often. I think everyone in the company uses it. We use it um, often as a, a PR lead because that's what that's what uh, companies are most interested in covering about us. You know, yeah, yeah, we, you made a grip and we're really glad that you have some new products coming out. But Wow you know, you're really making a difference in these areas. And so uh, that's also a a huge positive is that it's a door opener very often for us. We've had some brand partnerships that start because they want to become populists.
0: Any advice you would give to another business who's planning on using or thinking about using their core product um, in a social impact capacity?
1: I would say, really, you have to be conscious of what has to take place behind the scenes to do this. It is meant to be very simple to explain and very simple for the customer to understand. And the back end... Is huge, you know. Having that design come in through the website and move through our internal systems, and making sure that the finance piece is taken care of, so that the charity gets the appropriate amount of money on time. And each SKU is tied to a certain amount of money. There's a lot of piggy stuff that has to happen. So I wouldn't take it on lightly. It sounds simple. The the what has to happen on the back end is uh, is fairly complex.
0: That's great advice, though. It reminds me a little bit about point of sale. You know, like people are like, well, it's just, you know, adding a dollar to your checkout. And it's like, no, it's so much more complicated on the back end. And there are so many competing demands. So I think that's really great advice, Jennifer. Um, you've alluded to a couple of things that you're planning on doing in the future, but um, any other future plans you have for Poptivism that you'd like to share at this at this juncture? I'd
1: love to. I'd love to, because I would love to invite the audience to, to help, which is the the great thing about this program is I think there are so many different ways uh, to, to leverage it. My, my, Colleague Carly created a school curriculum and we tested it with uh, 800 middle schoolers in February. And so focusing on big groups like this, I think, is somewhere that Poptivism can expand. Um, We're a tiny team, but we were able to partner with Otterbox employees, which is a natural uh, company partner of ours, and they helped implement it. And we took these kids through thinking about issues that were important to them and, and where they wanted to make a difference. And then they created designs and Practice marketing pitches, and uh, we really did create this new generation of purpose-oriented entrepreneurs out there who are who are taking their product and using it to to create change. And so that was really rewarding. And uh, we're now working with the. Oh, I should tell you that um, the tech broke. Part way through that, So oh, fabulous! <laughs> so we overloaded the server and the tech <laughs> broke, and so that's just my way of saying you know as good as these things sound, and you think wow that was a lot to, the rollout is never perfect, but uh, the the kids were great, they persevered, and, and we got it back up online, but this, yeah, yeah, always you know the the little growing pains. Um, we're also working now with with Best Buy Team Tech Centers, oh, and cool. so. They have a teen tech center set up for youth around the country and we've invited uh, those kids in to uh, submit designs for COVID-19 charities and we'll I donate know. 100% of those sales. So I think wherever we can we can reach out and involve groups, especially youth who are not in schools right now, um, Poptivism is something you can do on your phone pretty much. You know, they're able to, if they have access to that or they have access to a computer, um, we can invite them in and I think uh, they can... They can work together and create contests. And um, David Barnett, our, our CEO, is always open to talking with them by Zoom. And and so, uh, yeah, we're, wherever we can leverage the the program to make a big difference that way, we're we're ready.
0: Amazing. Well, Jennifer, this has been so fantastic. Congratulations again on your Halo Award win.
1: Oh, just thank you very very much for recognizing us. You know, I I share it with all of the, well, my colleagues who work so hard and and all the charities who have stuck with us along the way we feel very privileged. That's
0: fantastic. If people want to learn more about Poptivism online, how might they do that?
1: Easiest way is www.poptivism.com. And if that's tricky to spell, because it could be, <laughs> you can go to the PopSockets homepage and look for the rainbow Poptivism uh, button at the very top in the middle of the homepage.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. We'll put all of those links at the Engage the website, which is where you can find
1: show notes for it.
0: Well, thanks again, Jennifer, for joining me today. Thanks to all of you who listened in and were a little bit shy today. Appreciate your uh, participation and for being here. And we will look forward to continuing the conversation with you in the future, Jennifer. Thank you. Cause Talk Radio. It's a true story.